In ancient days of peril, the great King Arthur built a team of bold, brave, and insightful knights to join him at his round table. In more modern times, the stock doctor battling a global pandemic, fiscal crisis, and an uncertain stock market built a team of intrepid advisors to join him at his round table. Nikki Ward, Jared Bocart, and Sir Justin Kenny provide wise counsel here at the Modern Roundtable, The Stock Doctor's Prescription. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and thanks for joining us today on this day, July 27th, and we are recording this on a Monday afternoon, slightly after 1 p.m. in the afternoon, and uh, welcome, by the way, joining me, as you heard, we have Nikki Ward, Justin Kenny, and Jared Bocart, and uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things, and this is a really, really busy week for the market. It's a really busy week for a lot of main players in the market, because we have uh, some of the FANG stocks reporting this week, and of course, um, you know, some of the other ones like Intel reported last week, extremely disappointing. It's not a FANG stock, but it's a it's an important company. Now, Intel, it used to be, we were always, you know, Intel and Cisco. Those were the ones. Remember, Justin, it. back oh, in the day, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. all right, Intel's going to report. Cisco's going to report. Was the, the pit went dead silent waiting for those numbers every single quarter. Yep. And now it's uh, Intel reports. Really, nobody cares. Nope, uh, nope. You know, Cisco reports. I mean, they're a little bit later, but Cisco. When John Chambers was CEO, and he was he'd been there for many, many years, it was you could absolutely guarantee that they would beat by a penny. Yeah, he had his guidance set so perfectly that he'd say, "Yeah, we'll come in at sixty-seven cents a share, sixty-eight. The one upper. I mean, he would one up you, and uh, but Cisco's always well, been. Had been a great performer over the years. I mean, it's been kind of. And what's interesting about this is that Cisco actually makes something. They manufacture they do. something, right? Well, what they, we're we're talking about right now is Fang, and and of Fang, the F is reporting this week, right? The F, yes. The F in Fang is reporting yes, this week. Yes, and, and I want to talk about that too. And for example, of course, you're talking to Facebook. Yeah. But this week, earnings wise, of the Fang stocks, we have of course Facebook, we have Apple, we have Google. And that's it. Netflix already reported. Okay, we so we Amazon. got that. And Amazon too. Yes, thank you very much, Nikki. Mm-hmm. So Amazon's going to report. And here's my concern, and I'm going to get to that. But well, you know, my con- concern is the stocks have run up in anticipation of that. So we're going to take a step back because we're going to have more of a discussion on that. But first, what I want to talk about, we get a lot of calls here, and unfortunately, there's been job changes. Well, that may be good if you're changing jobs. It's, it's possibly. Uh, but there's been more importantly job loss, which is really a challenge. So. A lot of folks that have lost their jobs for however long you've been there, maybe invested in their 401k or their, their corporate-sponsored pension plan. And because of the CARES Act, the good news is if you do need some money to float you through this time of need, you can, if you have a job loss because of COVID or something like that, you can take money out penalty-free. From those retirement funds. From those funds. retirement funds. Uh, you're not tax-free. Okay. But yeah. penalty free. The penalty aspect of that distribution is what percentage? 10%. 10. Okay. The income bracket is based on your income bracket. Yes, but what they're going to do is they're going to split that over three years. So let's say, and you can only take up to $100,000. Yep. So let's say you said, wow, I lost my job. I owe 80000 on my house. You know what I'm going to do just so I feel better about myself? 
I want to pay my house off. Pay it off. I'm just using a scenario. Mm-hmm. So what this person does is that he, he calls his 401k or if he's lost his job and he gets his 401k money, he tells them to withhold the 20000 He can do that, 20%, so he doesn't have to worry about the taxes. Yep. And they'll take that 80000 They'll split it over three years, the income-wise. Because what would normally happen, and Justin, you know this very well because we deal with a lot of retired clients. Yep. And we warn them before you want to go out and buy that big RV cash out of your, your, your IRA. IRA. Right. Uh, understand that that is going to be added to your ordinary income. So if you've worked a better part of the year and you've already made that income and you're already at a, a, a higher bracket right. and you withdraw a significant amount, even though the CARES Act allows it penalty-free this year, you could be skipped up a bracket by the amount you withdraw. Yeah, absolutely. It could knock you up to another bracket, and that's something you have to be cognizant of. So the good news with the CARES Act, you could split that over three years, so it, it's likely... If you do the numbers right, you may not. I'm not saying you, you, it's not po- it is possible that you get knocked up a, b- a bracket if you split Absolutely. up 100000 over three years. Absolutely. As well but, as within those three years, if you then go by and find a better paying job. Sure. Absolutely. Happen. Absolutely. And that's a great point, Nikki, because how do you know that next year you don't find a better paying job to get you closer? But anyway, the point is, is that I would much rather see somebody do that and take their own money out than to just run up credit cards. Sure. Because we see this all the time. And I got to tell you, back in the two, uh, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, hey, we had a really, really bad market. And, and in our business, Justin, you were just starting out back then. But in our business, there were some lean times. And I remember having to use credit cards to do things, which I, I probably shouldn't have. So what I'm trying to say is, look, there are ways out. But if you've lost your job and you're not sure what to do, and quite frankly, most people in their 401ks really don't know what to do. Not to mention, I don't think that it's common knowledge that your 401k from a previous employer or previous employers doesn't automatically follow you to the next job. You're right. And you don't want it to. And you also don't want it to just sit there unclaimed and not being taken care of. Yeah. And the thing is about 401ks or, you know, if it's simple IRAs, they could be other other type of plans like that mm-hmm. or Kios or things like that. But the bottom line is, why would you? Let's say you have a 401k from just call and i think it's 403b but advent or florida hospital because they're a big employer here let's say somebody lost their job you have about 15 to 20 investment options and not just i'm not picking on advent that's not the case and most right on most 401ks yeah i mean you work with the school system jared you work with a lot of teachers in the school system how many options do they have in their frs uh they have about 12 they have 12 and just options. In their investment account itself. But yeah, the big thing with 401ks has always been just the match. You gotta, you have to get up to your match. And exactly. That's, that's crucial. That's free money. Many, many people leave there. But as for investment options, the they're not going to have that many. It's going to be mainly probably somewhere between 8 to 10, 8 to 12. And there are going to be a lot of target date funds. And, and that to me is a lazy way to invest. Not, not the employer's fault, employee's fault. It's, it's just the way it is. Most 401ks are meant that, hey, let's set this up. Let's give the employees a match, and hopefully they don't blow themselves up. Because it's a very, it's a very set it and forget it sort of approach. Justin, to investing. how many times have we seen people that have brought large portfolios to us, and when you take a look at their four hundred one k, they're taking way more risk in their four hundred one k than they do with us or anywhere else. I would venture to bet that it's at least seventy percent of the time we look at a statement and they say, "Well, we just." We just outlined it. We, we put everything together based on what did well the previous year. Exactly. And we're looking at this risk profile, and it doesn't match what they right. have within their, their retirement account at I've, all. I've seen so many people say, you know, I'm 62. I'd like to retire in three years. And I look at the portfolio, and they're in the most aggressive you can be. Only, Not their fault, 
because people over time, they've seen their 401ks go up. That's just a fact of life. You know, there was a 10 year span where it wasn't so great, but you know, overall the market does go up over time. I mean, we, we near, we near all time highs. We hit all time highs in March and 10 years ago, we never would have thought that. No. So it happens. My point is, though, with us to roll over your 403B or your, your 401K or any of those pension plans, with us, we have the entire universe of investment options. So we can really, I mean, f- specifically go to work with what the client's needs are. I mean, specifically, if they say, you know, I want to stay environmentally conscious. Hey, we can do that. I want to be, well, not, I wouldn't do that. ESG. Yes. Yeah, ESG. No, I mean, I think it's a it's a great place. By the way, ESG funds have done extremely well because they've owned Tesla. And did I not call Tesla last week on the short of the century? We'll talk more about. I that. I mean, I still won the bet on earnings, but you did. Yeah, we had a little uh, a little. Nobody pool. won that bet. Yeah. <laughs> Who got closest? But to we're going to talk about what happened to Tesla and relative to what can happen to the other uh, markets. And we do have a millennial moment coming up with our megalennial Nikki Ward just a few minutes. But you know, this is a big week for earnings. And by the way, the message was we were just previously talking about. <laughs> Is that if you have a, a just an, an orphaned 401k out there, or even if you still work for the company but you're over 59 and a half, we could do some things with it. We could do what they call an out of service, uh, in service withdrawal, right. in service withdrawal. So, and uh, also there are some companies in which we can become a third party manager on your existing 401k. So, I think the bottom line is it doesn't hurt if you have a 401k, you had a 401k, any type of retirement. Just reach plan, out to us. Give us a call. We'll do an analysis on it and see how we can help. Okay. Um, so here's what's going on this week. A lot of earnings. And we're going to start off. I mean, tomorrow you have Pfizer and Visa. Pfizer, Visa, McDonald's. Those are not big deals for the stock market, although they're Dow components. But you're not going to really think much if McDonald's misses or if Visa, which I would think Visa, if people weren't spending in the second quarter, that could be a problem. But the stock is already basically. And and what we're seeing here, and one of the points I'm trying to make is last week Tesla came out with earnings. And the stock, we it's well documented, it's been unbelievable. I mean, Tesla stock has been skyrocketing from 350 bucks in March to 1600 and change, almost $1,700. And then last week, I said, you know, this is a short of the century. There is no reason. And we, we went over the numbers. We saw that Tesla is going to make a half a million cars this year, right? 500,000 cars this year versus mm-hmm. Toyota, 8.8 million. But it's almost more than almost double the value of Toyota. So I used a term that you liked last week buy at the funeral, sell at the wedding. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of companies are getting married this week. And and that's that's the problem. Well, you, after after the show last week, I, I went on vacation on, on a road trip. Yes. In the car. Yes. And counted the Teslas I saw. And you, it was you weren't it, driving two hands? Tesla? Two, no, it was one hand. One hand. One hand. The number of Teslas I saw on my road trip last week. I saw a Tesla. Well, what time were you driving? On the way there, I left at 6 a.m. On the way back, I left at 10 a.m. Okay, uh, I was on I seventy five. You see, I-85. they're actually gonna. They, Elon Musk has said that they're gonna have a fully autonomous car by the end of the year. Oh, great! Whatever. I also think that Tesla is different in the sense that it's not like other automakers; that it also is a tech play as well. It's not just limited to how many of them you see on the road. No, that's and that's why they're getting paid. It. I still. That's why they're a can, premium. I still think you can contribute a lot of the rise to the SpaceX launch. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, too, are betting on Elon Musk as That's a person. The they view this as though they're investing in Yeah, a, investing in him, essentially. Right. Not in the, yeah, modern-day I mean, I think he's an alien, but yeah. Well, it's weird. I mean, <laughs> it's I just weird. like watching what comes out. 
I think it's almost basically a, like a cult following with him, and it's been like that yeah, for, for several years. But apparently the cult is growing. It is growing, and that's yeah. what cults do. That's what good cults do. <laughs> well, until Kool-Aid day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know... Yeah, don't, yeah, don't drink the Kool-Aid. No. So, you know, their earnings are coming out, so the question is, is it the funeral was in March, and now the wedding is here in July? Because when you look at it, you have Facebook reporting on Wednesday, and uh, the stock, despite all kinds of bad news... The stock is still hanging in there, and I just heard Mr. Wonderful, whom I'm a fan of, Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tank. He said, and this is really interesting, he said, I love Facebook into earnings. I personally would be nervous buying Facebook into earnings. I really would. I, I don't know if I could do it. Um, so Facebook's in a report. I think PayPal is an important one. And they report also on uh, Wednesday. Then you have uh, the big ones on Thursday. You have Amazon and you have Apple and Alphabet. Amazon, Apple, Alphabet, three components of the Fong or Fang stocks. And, you know, I saw all kinds of target prices or, um, well, targets have all gone up too, price targets. Mm -hmm. So we had Apple price targets go to 450 We saw an Amazon today, J.P. Morgan, uh, they came out and they say 3600 And... Um, but it's just unbelievable. And 3600 on Amazon, I think that's probably more achievable in the short term than Apple at 450 because Amazon's doing it. Eh, they've got Amazon their hands has, in everything. Exactly. They've got a hand in every single different well, facet like, of business. And I feel like they're kind of in their hot spot right now. Oh, yeah. I, you know, like, it, what do you, you, you need something? Yeah, we'll bring it to you. We'll bring it to you tomorrow. Well, you don't, don't want to go out? Overnight, sure. you yeah. got it. Yeah, we'll drop it by. I, I mean, think. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I think it will be telling, too, that Bezos is testifying before Congress this week about just different business practices. So that's something that with tech in general, the antitrust space, you have to keep aware of. But, I, you know, the market doesn't care about that stuff. I don't, f I, I, I agree. I, I mean, really, the mar when it comes to antitrust stuff, we right. saw Facebook fighting Regulation. that, Apple so, fighting it forever. So we're going to hear Elizabeth Warren complain at him for a few minutes, and then he's going to go back to <laughs> his if, castle. Where counting his if they back it up with regulation, now, I think the market's going to pay attention. The real question when here is, is how happen? many hundreds of thousands of years would it take Jeff Bezos to count how much money he has? Well, hundreds you know, of think about of this, years. and I, I talked about this last week. Six stocks. The six biggest stocks in our S&P 500, Apple, Facebook, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Tesla, almost the value of two times the German economy. Yeah. yeah. So almost two and times while, larger and, than the German economy. Germany isn't a huge country. It's number four. They are, they yeah. are industrious. They're number four. Yeah. They are. Mm -hmm. NASDAQ 100 equates to the entire EU. Was that twenty something countries? Those are staggering. Well, and, no, well and, and most of the EU is is held up, you know, by Germany. True. Nobody else over there is really doing much. True. Taking naps during the day. I'll tell you what, we're gonna take a quick few minutes and listen to what our megalennial has to say. Okay. All right, stop swaying your arms back and forth. Justin, stop swaying your arms know, back and forth. I can't help it though. All right, it's I know snappy. you like the song. I love it. All right, here's our millennial moment with Miss Nikki Ward. That applause was from was my abrupt. dance party, right? It was abrupt. So I wanted to talk today about safe haven investments because they're a diversification within an investor's portfolio, and they can be beneficial in times of market volatility. So right now we're dealing with concerns about the health of the world economy, aggressive money printing by central banks. Health of the world? Geo <laughs> health, yes. The actual 
health of the, health of the, the world. thing we're not paying attention to. Uh, geopolitical tensions between U.S. and China, so investors are flocking to safe haven assets, with the softening dollar continuing to provide tailwinds in the commodity space. Precious metals has been a notable beneficiary. I mean, overnight, gold set an all-new, an all-time high at $1,944 per ounce, and they have recorded 27.4% gains year-to-date. You notice I'm not wearing any jewelry, right? Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Went to Cash America. Pawned it. Cash America. (laughs) Silver had an explosive rally last week, rising over 18%. Eddie. Outshining both, however. Finally worked out. (laughs) Is the world's leading digital currency, Bitcoin, which has jumped nearly 40% this year and finally broke out above $10,000 last week, which has been a key resistance marker. Yeah, it's been really, it's been struggling to get above that and stay. It really has been. And it's also, so it's, Trying to break this trading pattern, and it's also a psychological marker for Bitcoin because, I mean, we've seen it drop in half this year alone. So crypto enthusiasts sometimes refer to Bitcoin as digital gold, a comparison born from similarities the assets share, differing from national or fiat currencies, which is something I learned about today, uh, in that they're limited in supply, they store their value, and they will run out. So Bitcoin is designed to be digitally scarce. There's a finite amount. There's 21 million. Yeah. Gold is a little bit less finite in the sense that we don't know exactly how much of the physical asset there is because it's underground, right. but they both require mining as well. So my question that I want to throw out to you guys is, do you think that Bitcoin or another cryptocurrency could dethrone gold as the ultimate safe haven asset? I just don't. I, I think that a lot of doomsday people are not into the idea of a digital currency, and a lot of people that that buoy gold or precious metals in general are they want to physically hold that asset class. They want to put it in their hand, or you know, their safety deposit box, or, or in under the mattress. Yeah, I feel like even with cryptocurrency, you're either all in or you're all out. Essentially, um, it's not something I really mess with now. Again, there's so many different things. That need to go right for that, and plan. It's it's not tra- not trackable yet. You know the what needs to go right? Track it. You need to go right. I'm a baby boomer. I'm the last year baby boomer. We have to die off. Yeah. Because we're not going to do it. No. You no. guys may, you know, your age group. I don't know about you, Justin. You're a little younger than me, but I would not uh, count on. I don't want that. I you know I have I do have own physical gold coins. I'd much rather have that than a Bitcoin in a, some account on my phone where, where I can... Where you can't really track... Well, right. So the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency just approved for banks to provide custody services for cryptocurrency. So you can hold like crypto keys and different things like that within okay. a safety deposit box at a bank. Would that make you feel any more or less comfortable with it? No. I, I, yeah, no. <laughs> Irrelevant. <laughs> no. And it's sort of losing its status as a crypto at that point, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's the whole idea of the physical asset. But when it becomes a physical asset, it's not a crypto anymore. Well, no, because crypto in the sense of that it can't be printed by the government. It can't be the interest or the value of it is not determined by a negative or a positive governmental decision. I just feel like it's determined by a bunch of kids who live in their parents' basements and think they're smarter than everybody Well, we else. saw Billions. You saw an episode of Billions when they when they knocked the power out of a town because they were mining all this uh, cryptocurrency. I was going to say, their uh, electricity bill must be through the roof. I feel bad for yeah. those parents. So when, when Bitcoin has mined all of their 21 million mm-hmm. coins, that's it. it's done. Mm-hmm. So then at that point, 
what happens. I mean, that's the, that's the question. It's Is it more valuable? Trading, yeah. it, you would think to not produce anymore it should be more valuable, but how long will it take to get to that point? Do, they, do you know this? Nope, I don't. Okay. I don't think anybody does. And I think that there's sort of an undiscussed aspect of what makes a precious metal precious and and that is the application of using it in certain items yeah it's ever expanding sure you know the reason that that look at the wrappers they use them for their teeth yeah teeth uh what do we what else uh, grill them grills and uh you know catalytic converters yes our cell phones and which it's a big business in and of itself is is extracting the precious metals from our devices. So this is the millennial moment. So Nikki, what is your thought? And uh, so my takeaway is I think cryptocurrency is more of a risky asset instead of a safe haven. But fortune favors the bold. So with more risk comes more potential reward. Okay, sure. There you have it. Our megalennial herself, Miss Nikki Ward. Oh, come on, guys. I love it, though. I can't help it. I can't Both help of you. It. Now Jared's in there waving your arms back and forth. Oh, yep. please. Yeah. It's, she is just a treasure. Katy Perry. I listen to this on the way home every Monday. You do? I know you love it, you don't pull you? pull up next to him in traffic. You can hear him. All right. So before we wrap things up here, again, we were talking about 401ks and, and rolling them over. Of course, they're non-taxable exchanges if you do them correctly. So earnings this week, I, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about it. Here's the other thing that uh, before I get into, I want to talk about put call ratios real quick because, well, I'll go right into that now because I want to talk about DraftKings. <laughs> I want to talk about Major League Baseball because I did watch a lot of baseball this weekend. It was great to watch. It's the only thing on TV. Right it now. was awesome. All right, well, let's go there then. And here's what, if you closed your eyes, the crowd was there. I could hear it. It was awesome. With no like background noise. No, that's no. I they had background they had noise. Background I didn't watch. Noise. I they didn't. were piping. They were piping in were the music. Bump, 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 really? bump. Ba-da, da, da, ba-da. Yeah, they were announcing everybody. The, yeah, the lack was... of the noise is the only thing that would I think turn me off. But I was on vacation. I didn't really watch any television at all all weekend. So I didn't. I didn't... So, but. Something happened here, I guess, uh, was it last night or did it happen today? It's been happening over the past two days. Uh, a bunch of the Marlins traveling party has been testing positive for COVID. And now that's up to about 14 people, I think two managers and 12 players. Wow. Uh, so they're quarantined actually in Philadelphia right now. They're not, they didn't even make it back to Miami. Um, wow. And they've post, they're saying it's, they're using it interchangeably, but they're saying they canceled the Marlins game and they've postponed the Philadelphia Phillies and Yankees game that's supposed to be in Philadelphia today. Um, is this the beginning of the end? I don't know. This is always the the doomsday scenario for them. So we'll see how we'll see how it plays out. All I know is if the more players in the Marlins test positive, I don't know they're gonna. I mean, they're already kind of fielding a, a farm team, but they're they gonna have to do all minor league after that. Well, you know, they they everybody will say, oh, they live in the epicenter. But you but know, they did, they didn't get even get it there. It was happened probably in Atlanta in an exhibition game. All right, we don't know where they got it. Nobody knows where you get it. I mean, this this tracking stuff. I mean, hopefully one day they'll get it right. But by then we'll have they a have vaccine. in every other country except for this one. But yeah. So anyway, yeah, I that also being saw said, the Chinese government welding the Chinese people's doors shut with them inside. So <laughs> that's not exactly the contract tracing that I'm referring to. Yeah, but that, my disappointment from this weekend though was not getting to see Marlon's man cut out in the stands. He wasn't there. Nope. Lawrence Levy, where you at? They didn't have him. Nope. No, he wasn't there. Well, the uh, the Yankees played in Washington. I saw three of the games. There were no cutouts, but they had the music going, and it was all right. I mean, it was um, look. It was look. It looked like. Baseball as usual, except for there's some were wearing some masks, 
And supposedly, they're not supposed to slap hands and pat butts and all that. They were doing all of it. They were doing. Now they're wearing batting gloves for the most part. But managers got up there and talked. Now uh, uh, Boone went out, had his mask on, talking to the pitcher. So the the umpires, though, I'm surprised he's right there. He's not wearing a mask. I mean, think about it. Some of them were. Some of them were. Yeah, I saw some. I think the funny part was when I didn't see a home plate umpire wear a mask. Did you? Yeah, I did. Okay. Derek Holland got tossed in the Pittsburgh game, and when they they went out to argue, both of the manager and the umpire were there, like putting masks on. Oh my god! Five feet away. Hold on, let me put mask on before I argue with you. All right. Socially distanced arguing. Exactly. Six feet away. That is unbelievable. But you know what? It's good to see it. It was. Now, it was just it was nice great. to have it back on. Now, you, Nikki, you know a little bit about DraftKings and, and the I do, public yeah. company. And the stock is getting hammered today. DKNG yeah, down 7.5%. Why don't you explain to our listeners exactly what DraftKings kind of does? Because that's kind of your thing. I want to say that it's just a sports betting app. And mm-hmm. I know that Major League Baseball this past weekend was the most popular because it was the only thing you could bet yeah. on. So it was the most popular sport that they had, hence why with two postponed or canceled games, they're just getting hammered. The concern so, is that this is more uh, longer term. The right. beginning of the end. Postponement, yeah. And so I want to say with DraftKings, and I want to preface this with that, I don't bet particularly on sports because my heart gets in the way. Sure. But I think that you can kind of craft your own lineup and you choose different players from different teams and then you face off other people in fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Okay. And um, so you can have during football season; it's really huge because right. you can have a fantasy team every week or whatever. Yeah, it's, new, uh, new lineup. I've never mm-hmm. done it. I, I've never done it. I, I'm not uh, that kind of gambling person. I mean, I I don't mind throwing the dice around a little bit, but not not like that. So anyway, DraftKings down a little bit, and let's hope that this doesn't delay baseball any further. Please I mean, God, it, was, no. it was really nice to have it back, actually. And they were the only ones outside of the bubble as well. So, I mean, who knows what kind of implications this will have for the other sports I mean, coming well, back. I mean, NBA how's basketball? They, they start on 29th. I know, but how is that going to happen? I mean, well, they're in, a bu- they're in a complete closed-off okay. bubble. I mean, Major League somebody Soccer just, hasn't had somebody very many snuck issues. out. At a strip club in Atlanta, yeah. yeah. Been, but he, okay. got, he got caught. There he got caught. Priorities. <laughs> there have been sneak outs and there have been some sneak ins. Oh, yeah. There, you know, there's some people. We'll there, see what happens. I, if there's anything that's going to succeed, I would say the NBA because they're the more strict on it. Baseball, this is always the – Okay. The They didn't really do a – bubble system per se right. there's just more like the honor system anytime you have a bunch of guys know, in their mid-20s mass. with millions of dollars they're in no bubble i assure you debauchery yeah they're in no bubble i assure you so uh so that's what's going on draft kings is going on major league baseball earnings is going to be huge this week we'll talk more about that next week also uh moderna got a little bit of money from the government a little bit more mm-hmm. yeah a little, a little bit, bit more money for the government 100 and, uh, 472 million dollars and the stock was up big Phase yeah, three started today, now. this yeah. morning. Phase three of the vaccine started today. Yes. 30,000 30, participants. Yep. yep. So I'm on my way over there now. Yeah, get that shot. <laughs> I'm ready to hit the mall. Hey, they're paying me $50 a day. I'm okay with that. <laughs> 50 bucks a day, I would be too. <laughs> hey, thanks for uh, listening to the Stock Doctor's Prescription. For Justin Kenny, Nikki Ward, and Jared Bocart, we really appreciate it. Call us at the office, 407-831-8002, or you can email any one of us, stockdr at stockdr.com, jared at stockdr.com, justin at stockdr.com, nikki at stockdr.com. That's two Ks, one I, or one I before, one I after the two Ks. We'll see you next week. Have a great week.